What are these albums we listen to again this time? Now we listen to Little Fountains, Fountains of, Wayne. of Wayne. Welcome to Interstate Managers. Hybrid Theory by Linkin Park. The 59 Sound by Gaslight Anthem. And The Queen is Dead by The Smiths. Yes, yeah, we did. There's an intro right there. And there's an intro. Welcome to the Zero Check, people. Yeah. This is uh, season 18, episode 7 or something. Uh, <laughs> sure. Something <like> that. <laughs> season 5, episode 2. I think so. I think <laughs> yep. that's actually yep. legitimately correct. Season 5, episode 2. You are right. There you go. See? I can do it when I try. Make it if we try. <laughs> Just the four of us. <laughs> you, you, and you, and you, you and, and, you and, and, and I. And a Craigbot. Yes. Can't forget, Can't forget the robot. Can't forget the non-AI robot. The no I wonder, AI if, this, I wonder if this AI robot will start giving us incorrect search results. Nice. I'm not about to ask it anything. I just want it to key log our voices. We, we, Did we, you hear we, about that? The uh, the Microsoft Bing with uh, Chat oh, yeah. GPT that was just giving wrong answers. That's amazing. I signed up for that that uh, to be on the beta for that, but I didn't get anything yet. Oh, there's there's <laughs> I hear there's millions of people waiting. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so so my turn any moment now. <laughs> yes. I read somebody say that in a chat with this uh, chatbot, it it professed its love to him. Nice. Ooh, I think I saw that too. Like that, the, also, the, the chatbot like goes off the rails like in really amusing ways, it, like randomly. But it's nothing like you can't count on it, right? If if you like, some, like somebody asked it the temperature of the water somewhere, and it just gave the wrong answer. <laughs> but with confidence. <laughs> yeah. I am a robot. Hear me roar. <laughs> Somewhat related, but it was pointed out to me today that Grammarly is very much a keylogger and you should not use it. But there's so many ads. Doesn't that mean it's good? What, would you rather? A key or not quite a keylogger, but in order to give its recommendations to you, Grammarly is capturing everything that you write and Ooh. chucking it to the cloud. Mm. And if there's anything any computer scientist will tell you, most companies' data security policies are trash. And it's only a matter of time until they get hacksawed. Mm-hmm. I hear that. So, it may not get you an, an A on your essay, but you should probably not use Grammarly. Just learn grammar. Yeah. <laughs> just learn better. <laughs> be better at writing. Yeah, be just better. Get good. Just, be, just study and practice and be better. Get good. All right. Which album do we want to do first? Excellent question. Um, who, let's let's go. Fifty nine sound first. If anyone... Sure, Listen that sounds good to me. Yeah. Cool. I was about to come up with a with a, an order based on you know year released or alphabet or something like that. But if yeah. you wanted to do it, just do it. Let's do it. Um, so the fifty nine sound is a two thousand and nine, two thousand eight or two thousand nine. It's a bit confusing as to when exactly two thousand eight. Um, it, yeah, it was released in 2008, but I think it started getting a lot more traction the following year. Um, it is the second studio album by the band, the Gaslight Anthem, who are from Jersey. Um, I didn't have a lot of relationship with this band before, I, even like a couple of weeks before I suggested the album. Um, this was at Christmas break 2022, for reference for our listeners. Um, and the song, the title track 
which is pretty much the biggest single from the album and the band's biggest hit, I think, um, popped into my head one day. And I think I thought, whatever happened to that band? I, I think I'd had a couple people um, in my life talk about them like, oh, I really like that band. And it seemed like, oh, they've had a career since that one song. So through the magic of streaming, um, I decided to check out the full album and it made a real good connection with me. It's up-tempo for the most part, um, has a lot of good vocal hooks. And I think something else that I realized recently, um, past couple of days, as to why that I really like this album is the overall mood is really sentimental and nostalgic, but with like this hint of sadness throughout the entire thing. Um, Very New Jersey. Yeah. And that it's very Springsteen, maybe not like the Yeah. same, not I mean, as nowhere I mean, near as I, close I already as Jesse. said that. I said it was very New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> but not, not in a like political, like not talking about political topics. This is much more like relationship focused and um, like thinking about past events in your life. Um, and th those emotions tend to resonate a lot with me where I am right now. This isn't a very guitar hooky album. It's definitely like much more of a vocal and tempo album for me, but yeah, I really liked it. I think it's a super solid, fun listen. Um, what did you guys think? Dad rock. I am, I have accepted that that's what we listen to right now. Clutch, dad rock. Foo Fighters, dad rock. Anything else I listen to? Dad rock Wait or dad a second. metal? Clutch is dad rock? Clutch is dad rock. Clutch is Clutch dad is rock. I, no, Clutch is awesome. Clutch is amazing. I'm picking a Clutch album next episode. That's it. You've you've made my decision for me. Terrible. <laughs> I hate I hate Clutch. Not not sure. Some Didn't alive you hate and Clutch? they were terrible. Didn't you hate Clutch because you saw them once in the '90s and you've held that grudge for the, like ever since? Yeah, I saw them. I never heard any other songs. I saw them live. Uh, like all of their their audience was like dude bros and button down shirts who wanted to beat each other up, and I, I, well, that was a system of a down concert I went to see, I think, and they opened for them. Okay, we I gotta think like, we gotta long get time Steve. ago. Yes, <laughs> but we we uh, gotta bring Steve around to to clutch. Steve has held this grudge for multiple decades. We we can we can turn him around on clutch. have you guys they were done they were clutch terrible. on this show? No. Okay. Oh. No. <laughs> The so only person I, who would bring up clutch is Craig. <laughs> yeah, I, I I really do like clutch. They're a fun band. I just did not like, and I I don't know if I've heard a clutch song since. But like the, this this experience of clutch is like seared into my psyche. I remember I barely remember the System of Down concert, but I remember Clutch. Wow. I'm sorry you had such a bad experience. It was like mindless self indulgence, clutch, and system of a down. I think I've just recreated that at memory in my head. Yes, that's exactly what it was. Clutch Ben. is definitely the odd, like they were a much heavier band earlier in their career, but like nowhere near heavy enough to be on that bill. They they are definitely the odd band out Yeah, eventually. and yet their crowd was the rowdiest. Hmm. Which is ridiculous about in that lineup. Like <laughs>
but it was it was not a fun place to be. So in any case, um, Dad Rock maybe Clutch Boo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, which band are we talking about now? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're supposed to be back. About the <laughs> Let's get back to Jersey, guys. Yeah, yeah. I I, I don't know. I I, um, I I like. I feel like the first three tracks are are reasonably strong. Um, and that kind of pulls me into it. I, I enjoy the sound. Um, I, you know, Great Expectations, the 59 sound, and, and Old White Lincoln are all pretty banging tracks in my mind. I, I enjoy them. Um, it, but it's really forgettable after that. Like, I, there's a couple of times where, like, I'll, I'll remember, you know, like that, the patient Ferris wheel or something, but mostly mm. it's after the, after like a, a strong start, I I don't like, it, it just turns into background noise for me. Yeah. I, I think I would say with this album, you can listen to it. You'll probably enjoy it while you're listening to it. Yeah. I thought there sounds okay. Uh, they would, I, I thought they would be one of those bands that if you uh, like, they would be big in their area. And they would be like the hot bar band that you'd go to like once yeah. a year. And you'd have a fun time and you'd dance to them a little bit. And that would be it. I, I don't see them being a huge band. And clearly they, you know, they had some staying power, but they're not I, I didn't know about them before this. I remember the fifty nine sound all over the radio for a while. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was big. Well, I forget it. <laughs> <laughs> So I also didn't know anything about this band prior to this. And um, I kind of agree with Steve completely. Um, I enjoyed the first few tracks. And then... the words I like. They, it, it just kind of... Everything just kind of blended in together. I wasn't even sure which track I was on as I was listening through to it. Um, and, and so it's not that I had anything against it. I thought it was perfectly fine. It just... It didn't really jump out at me. Uh, it probably wouldn't be something that I'd go back to either. Um but I, you know, it, it certainly isn't like up there in the realm of, you know, uh, how yeah, Steve like, feels about a, the Who. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a few songs on this that I might throw on a playlist, but mm-hmm. you know, it's but a, as an album, I feel like it, um, it just doesn't hold up end to end. Like it, it, it's just not interesting enough, I guess. No, this is their second album, right? Yeah. Was their first album like better? Did you like it better, or you like this one better? I haven't heard I haven't heard anything except this from the guest. Except for this one. I, I'm curious right. I'm curious if, if like their, their sound changed, right? Maybe. I mean did they become not from New Jersey? Because sure. otherwise <laughs> I doubt their sound changed. <laughs> once, we are once from, from Jersey, New Jersey. <laughs> and not from New Jersey, Jersey, always from they Jersey. Could, they could have kept the mood but lost the jangle. If does it they, does uh, it make a different sound if you come from the Jersey Shore? Yes. Oh, yes, it does. <laughs> especially, especially since the show. Yeah, eight hundred percent. Yes. Uh, yeah, that, that's that's like, I, I I the first time I listened to it, I was like, this is good. I like it. I listened all the way through. It was catchy. Um, you know, that was it was upbeat. Uh, it sounded good. But through subsequent listens, I was just like. I don't remember what I've been listening to the past 15 minutes. 
That is funny because I, I had my final listen of this today or yesterday. I remember really paying attention to the lyrics and the album clicked for me. And it, Ah, there you go. I think it, that's what hooked me in is the mood and lyrics. Like, yes, I really, this is a, this is my vibe right now. Mm, In a lot of ways in life is like reminiscing about the past and thinking about mm hmm regrets yeah or like things that didn't happen. And that, that is very much like this, what this album's about and the it's complete, it's Oh, sorry, go ahead, Mike. i was just gonna say it's kind of like you know when you're in a new relationship and you know suddenly all the love songs you hear on the radio make sense you know you're like oh the, yes i can i don't know what they're i know what they're saying yeah i can feel that you know Greg, totally are you totally sure makes you're sense not 15 years older than you are? Uh, in some ways, yes. And in many ways, I am like 30 years younger than I am. <laughs> Indeed. You're in Yes. temporal flux. Yes. I, I'm a man of many contradictions. On one hand, Transformers. On the other hand, fighting the urge to go buy a Harley Davidson. <laughs> Ooh, No, I, Harley I would Davidson never let the transforms. it. <laughs> I have known too many people who have died or got, had been in horrible motorcycle accidents. I'm never... I know. Never riding a motorcycle. Now, what if I'm you making got a motor a mid motorcycle with a sidecar? I'm I'm making a midlife crisis joke here, Craig. Come on, I know. it's black. <laughs> But that's what I do. I do the straight Get yourself and narrow a response. Miata. Yeah. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Miata. I think I would just That's I would always take the answer. the I would take the ironic humor part and play up like how hardcore my minivan is. Hmm. Word. Like pimp it out, lower it. Yep. Write my new like I don't know hip hop Get get track. it get it jumping on on hydraulics. Racing stripe. Three, three rows, seven seats. <laughs> What? it, there, there was that guy who who turbocharged or twin turboed his Honda Odyssey up to eleven That's hundred awesome. horsepower. <laughs> That sounds there even you go. scary. You can get those groceries. <laughs> Get them fast. yep. Yeah, I feel like it, it, it'll tear the roof right off of it. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say if that would wheelie, but I think the Odyssey's a front wheel drive, right? Yeah. And word to wheelie, it would just flip. <laughs> that sounds like something they try on on Top Gear, <laughs> <laughs> you know, or uh, Let me flip or on the Odyssey. <laughs> As a, yeah. Well, it's no fun with SUVs because it's like, how much horsepower to flip an SUV? Oh, two. <laughs> Yeah, not 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 a lot. It's actually the old but they, ones. but but they flip sideways. That is Yes, true. a little, little bit We, of we're wind. a flipping ass over tea kettle, basically. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like like if you if you hit the front brakes on a bike while going down a hill. Oh yeah, that's bad. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> All right, so that that's what I have to say about the fifty nine cent. Check it out if you're in the mood, folks. Yeah, it's It might not bad. it might resonate with you. Yeah. You 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 might not be angry you listen to it, but you might not remember having listened to it. I would say you you probably won't be angry <laughs> to have listened to it. yep. But uh yeah. Um it doesn't No, it it didn't resonate with me. The I found the lyrics to be all right. Like like I said, I would describe it as a band that if you saw them at a bar, you'd have a fun time and dance a little bit. Um, and be like, yeah, I saw this cool band at the bar last night. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and if you were angry going into it, you you'd probably enjoy it a little bit because it might cheer you up a little bit. Like it's 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 upbeat enough Agreed. in certain parts that you might, you know, just like enjoying that the the band at the bar that uh Yeah, it's Richard's it's... talking about. It's kind of fun, disposable. I mean, I guess Craig made a real soul connection with their lead singer, and now they're bros for life. Indeed. But the the rest I relate of us didn't to you. seem to make that. I relate to you, Jersey man. All right. So what do we want to move on to next? <laughs> I suggest, I don't know, let's say... I was, I was going to say Fountains of Wayne. I was going to also say Fountains of Wayne. <laughs> yeah.
All right, so I chose fountains. I, yeah, I chose fountains of Wayne because uh, well, everybody Stacey, knows Stacy's mom has got it going on. <laughs> exactly, and everybody knows she's got it going on. But I she's didn't all know I want. Else. I've waited for so long. Sorry. <laughs> if you sure, <laughs> I mean she looked good in the video. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I didn't know anything else about Founds of Wayne, and I'd heard this song since it came out in what two thousand three or something, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, the the album came out in June two thousand three, um, and that was like the one single from it that got any play and has continued to get play. Yeah, it's one day. of those. It's one of those songs that uh, has transcended yeah, everything. I think- I th- yeah, I think because it's one, it's really catchy, and two, it's pretty funny. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, there's a little bit of irony in it. There, you know, it's got a lot going for it. It's got a lot going on. Um, but I had no knowledge of anything else about Fountains of Wayne, so I said, "I'm going to listen to this album and listen to uh, or read up a little bit about where they came from." And it, I kind of took it took me on a bit of a rabbit hole, and I've enjoyed learning about this but speaking about this album um i found it really interesting once i got what it was Uh, i found it fun to listen to and do you guys want to talk about what you how you felt about it before i go into this or should i no richard tell us what it was yeah all right um (laughs) So uh, reading about where the band came from and who the founders were, um, Adam Schlesinger was a big writer of television and, and film pop music. Um, he wrote, um, I'm blanking on some of the things that he wrote. Oh, he, he, uh, he had written the song for, uh, that theme song for That Thing You Do. Um, yeah, Nice as well as a couple of other like sitcoms and things like that. So when I realized that and where he, he was coming from, like every single song on this could fit into a sitcom. And you kind can listen hooky, to catchy. it. It's, yeah, and some of them are hookier than others. They're, yeah. not, all, they're not all bangers. But uh, <laughs> every single one of them you can listen to and you can imagine the characters, the character or characters that would be singing it, uh, what the story is kind of alluding to, uh, and you can kind of you can cast out this sitcom that this might belong to in your mind, and it's a bit of a fun game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a weird... that's that's what I enjoyed about it. It is a weird Other... pseudo concept album though about like a dude getting an office job in sales and like his trials and tribulations in this job. You could yeah, you could definitely take it that way. I, I took it more as they were all sort of separate from each other, but sure, yeah, yeah. I'm kind um, of with Richard on that one. I didn't really uh, feel an overwhelming. So, so did did Stacy's mom work in that sales department or? <laughs> Stacy's mom is the odd song out. This is like honestly, it's true. Yeah, yeah. This is like um, remember when like Orgy did Blue Monday? Yeah. So there are big because that was a big success. There was like a little micro trend with metal bands. Um, at the end of the 90s, it all did the same thing. Like Fear Factory did Gary Newman's Cars. Yeah, I remember uh, that. That was actually yeah. pretty good cover. Yeah. And then there were a couple of other metal bands that were like, 
all right, if we put an 80s song cover on our album, we can maybe like get a hit. Yeah, like the, uh, or even more than that, if we can put a cover of Toto's Africa on our album, then you know. Or um, Take So, a Picture are you? by Filter is another good example of this. It's like, it's the phenomenon of like, your single is completely different from the rest of your album. And this album has that. Where like the the rest of it is, I would say, much more sophisticated, like not quite indie rock, but it's very different from Stacey's Mom. Agreed. It's not. It's not. Stacy's Yeah. mom is a novelty song. Mm. Yes, eight hundred percent. Um, I don't know. I I I got all kinds of different like notes on it. Like I listened. To, I listened to this a lot of times. Um, and like it's sometimes I'm like in on this track they sound like you know the gin blossoms over here they sound like um. blue rodeo down here they sound like oasis like especially on the like super collider or whatnot like like just like a real <laughs> like they channel other bands it feels like yeah yeah i could agree with i, I that don't know what i don't know what they sound like <laughs> <laughs> you know like and they what is the and default they can fountain the wayne sound Dave's and they mom can pull songs of like any subject matter like Haley's waitress was i really fantastically enjoyed that song amazing yes That's a great song. The waitress is late. The entire song, there's a three minute song about how their waitress is not paying attention to them. It is amazing. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it, likening her to Haley's comment. <laughs> Ah. so good. I was pleasantly surprised by this. Like, I think this is probably my favorite of all of the, the ones that we did this, this week um, because of how surprised it was, uh, I was with it. Like, I didn't know what to expect. It's like taking like a one hit wonder Uh, and kind of see what else they've done. And I had a blast listening to this thing. Like Bright Future and Sales was sort of where it kicked off for me. And I was like, oh, okay. So they're they're you know, they're 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 going this direction with it, having a little bit of fun with with some of that. I, I almost felt like I don't know if it was it it really was meant to be this way, but it felt comedic. Like I felt like there was a lot of comedy sort of spread out throughout the album. Um even though they weren't trying to do, they weren't doing like a flight of the Concords kind of comedy thing. They were just, it sounded like they were having fun and their, their music sort of, because it was kind of all over the place. It was like, Hey, let's see if we can do a song in this genre. Let's see if we can, um, you know, write a, a funny song about this. And it just worked for me. I, I also listened to it lots of times for that reason. Like I, I enjoyed going back and back to it over and over again. Fair enough. It's very listenable. Like it's not, it's not like they're they're not clutch or anything. Mm. <laughs> this is gonna be the running joke for the episode. Did you did you guys did you guys know that James Aya played guitar on all kinds of time? I did not. Did not know that. No. Who is that? Smashing Pumpkins. He was the yeah the Oh, okay. lead guitarist for Smashing Pumpkins. Lead singer of Clutch. Got it. <laughs> Okay. That's Neil Fowler. Cool. Smashing Pumpkins, Uh. right? Another thing I learned after digging a little bit more into this is uh, um, Adam Schlesinger was also one of the people behind a band that I really liked in the, another band I really liked in the early 2000s, which was called Ivy, um, which I really liked mainly for the the lead singer's uh, voice. She's a, she was a French woman who was doing a degree in, in uh, New York, and that's how they, they connected originally and formed this band. Uh, and I, I just find her voice really sexy. 
but the music's good too and it's catchy and i listened to that band for for a long time and had no idea that there was a connection with fountains of wayne now you know yeah <laughs> maybe not musically but like the band story um gives me a lot of semi-sonic vibes like how okay semi-sonic's lead man went on to like become this uber successful songwriter for different people and how fountains of wayne's main guy that's what he did before and i presume like he went on to continue doing that after fountains of wayne's like 15 minutes in the spotlight were up yeah, yeah he, until until he, he died yeah that happened yeah. too recently unfortunately yeah yeah the complication complications due to covid yeah covid hmm. Yeah, Semisonic's main guy has written. Yeah, his main the Semisonic's main guy has written a ton of extremely popular songs, written or co-written. For I think like Adele, possibly the oh, Dixie wow. Chicks. Yeah. Oh, dude, dude is a multi Grammy time, multi time Grammy winning songwriter. He has done <laughs> quite well for himself. Good for him. Um, I think I have the drummer's book still that I have to read. Semisonic's drummer put out a book about like. their time in the music industry and the inner workings of that machine. Check it out, folks. So if you want a list of, of uh, films that Adam Schlesinger's work appeared in, Ice Age Continental Drift, which that wasn't one of the good Ice Ages, was it? Ice Age, uh, the next one. Uh, straight, straight to video. <laughs> I'm assuming Ice Age is uh, like the land before time now. Yeah. Uh, that Thing You Do, which we mentioned. It's the uh, best one. Title song. Timeless. Yeah. Uh, music and lyrics, which had some good tracks in it. That was that was a fun film. Uh, Shallow Hal, Robots. There's something about Mary. There was songs he did on. Uh, Me, myself, and Irene. Josie and the Pussycat. Scary movie. Oh boy. Uh, Manchurian Candidate. Man had himself a career. Yeah. Mm. And then there's uh, yeah songs he wrote that were performed by other artists. Theater, television. He did a lot. Good for him. Yeah. He also did production on one of They Might Be Giants' album. Ooh. Which I would note. Since we've done them recently. Yeah, fairly recently. Recently asked. Somewhat recently, yeah. Okay. So yeah. that was uh, Fountains of Wayne. That was... um. It was an album. It was an album. I'm glad I looked into it. I'm <laughs> glad you guys enjoyed it for the most part. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. good. Definitely worthy of respect and a listen. Okay, should we All do right. some Link, Lincoln Park? Let's sure. Let's angry and frost our tips. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the album that I chose was uh, Lincoln Park's Hybrid Theory. And this album came out. <laughs> this album came out. Mistake. <laughs> <laughs> So this album came out in 2000 and um, I remember quite enjoying it when it came out um, and, you know, has some pretty big, big hits on it. I mean, in the end is the the biggest one, I think, um, at least for me anyway, that sort of made them a, a band that I really enjoyed Office listening album, to. I think Crawling is the big one. <laughs>
Craw crawling is yeah crawling is huge um but for me I, in the end was my favorite on this particular album i remember that um i was visiting china and um in the early 2000s and i actually bought a copy of this album uh in a chinese um like record store and so i have it somewhere and it's 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 all in like the lincoln park is all in like chinese characters on the front of the of the um of the album because uh, i you know at that particular time i was just really enjoying this kind of music and it's it's a it's a cool album it's got um uh the late uh, chester bennington's um uh awesome vocals on it um it, it you know according to um our good friends at wikipedia it you know it does the, the album itself does look at a lot of of themes that that he was dealing with and um sort of going back and listening through to it again you can hear some of that stuff in 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 sort of what he was trying to do um with the songs uh how long ago did he pass away it was just a few years back six years ago six years ago something like that five and a half yeah i was i was still in toronto at the time mm. yeah so um i thought it'd be interesting to bring lincoln park uh to this group just to get everybody's thoughts on it and and you know we've had a little bit of discussion online about you know where everybody was kind of at the time that this came out you know we're talking about you know a good 20 plus years ago um and what do you guys think listening to Lincoln Park now? Sorry, I'm, I'm just going, I'm, I'm down the rabbit hole a little bit. Uh, it turns out he, he was, Chester Bennington was close friends with Chris Cornell. Mm -hmm. About mm -hmm. two months before he died, he sang Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah at Chris Cornell's funeral. And then, wow, that's, that's dark. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then he killed himself. Yeah. I didn't realize that their deaths were that close to each other. Neither did I. They were very close. Wasn't oh, wow. um, Chris Cornell like the godparent or something of one of Chester Bennington's children? Or am I completely making that up? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't He's the godfather of Cornell's son. Bennington's the godfather of Cornell's son, Christopher. Ah, I had that Thank you, Wikipedia. That's wild. Um, mm -hmm. so, so anyway, um, back to the new metal. It's... Um, while we're still talking about uh, Chris Cornell, oh, as an right. aside, um, to this day, I find it hard listening to him. Like it chokes me up listening yeah. to Chris Cornell's voice. Mm -hmm. That great voice. Yeah. I find it's it's kind of hard going back to Lincoln Park songs too for that sort of similar reason. Like Chester Bennington's voice is very recognizable. Yeah, Chester Bennington was a phenomenal vocalist. Just the the amount of range he had, the amount of sound, like the sounds he could get out of his voice, mm -hmm. um, and switching between styles of singing so quickly, uh, really impressive. Mm -hmm. and then you got Mike Shinoda, who's just like I did the birds, the birds, the in the background. It's really kind of jarring. <laughs> Well, we know what's the new those are the new metal tropes coming through, yeah. right? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like they seem they they feel so cheesy. It's that. Like, it's, it's a combination of that and the DJ scratching. Yeah, the DJ yeah. Scratching there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of funny little noises like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's. I I honestly think a bunch of the songs would do better if they uh they they up, up the Chester and down the mic, drop the mic, if you will. <laughs> Ooh. 
That's good. But, <laughs> but uh, I know I was I was actually surprised. At, I listened to it a bunch of times trying to get my head around it, and um, I think I listened to it like for the first three or four times I tried to get through it. I couldn't get past um, in the end. Just I. I don't know why I just put it down and be like, that's, that's <laughs> enough for now. Um, <laughs> uh, but by the end I was, I, I think I, I, I had gained a, a greater appreciation for what it is. Uh, it, it was it, for new metal. It was very listenable. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was, it wasn't bad. Teenage Craig was fighting adult Craig very hard on this album. I would imagine. <laughs> As a doll, who, who, who won? Um, we came to a mutual agreement, came to a ceasefire. <laughs> yes, we came to a truce that Teenage Craig can still think this is lame and watered down mainstream nonsense, and Adult Craig can say this is res- pretty, pretty much what Steve just said. This is respectable, better than I thought it would be, but still held back by it's like not, it's not tropes. Papa Roach. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. It's too. not Crazy Town. No, it's not crazy town. It's not popular. Thank no. God. <laughs> <laughs> but is it clutch? <laughs> no, it's worse than clutch. Okay. <laughs> we'll have to debate that next time. <laughs> I also think this uh, this album, by a lot of virtue on the guitar riff style, gets really samey right before in the end, and then in the end is the last blip of like a really good song, and it kind of trails off. Yeah. After that, I think Steve and I both had the same impression of like the first two thirds is really good. And then about the last third, you're kind of, uh, we've they, kind run of fr- out they of front distinct- loaded the album a little bit. No, almost yeah. all albums are front loaded a little bit. Mm. It's yeah. a weird album. That's really strong at the end. What was, what was the one we just did where all the singles were at the end? Oh, it's still, wasn't it? Oh yeah, it was absolutely licensed still. Mm, yes, yeah. all like all the all the best songs are like right at the end of that album. Yeah, but I've also heard like it's funny because I've never heard this album, but I've heard a ton of bands that like sounded a lot like this in the late '90s, and so like the Back. riffs are just pick three power chords, play them in a very repetitive style. And you can only do that so much in a single guitar tuning before you run out of ideas or things start sounding the same. It's the Green Day problem. Yeah. Like it's a problem that Green Day has for because of the nature of like the Green style Day sounds like Green Day, right? Yeah. And you will, after a while, if you play enough Green Day songs, you will find two or more that sound really similar to each other. Um, no, I thought like overall this was better than I thought it would be. And definitely, like, I don't know. Like you were saying, Mike, when you introduced the album, a lot of how I feel about this, initially felt about this album, is because of what the music I was listening to and where I was at when it came out, Mm. which was, like, exploring more, diving more into, like, underground metal scene and becoming, like, an elitist snob. (laughs) Greg was too busy pretending to speak with a Norwegian accent and (laughs) hot gluing cornflakes to his face. So I had to burn down a church now. Oh man! All right. <laughs> Sorry, Saint Michael's Parish, but Parish, but you gotta go. Was it Joseph? I don't know. I forget what my parish was called back then. Saint Michael's. Oh, it's never mind. The one on Sewell. Go... Yes. <laughs> oh my God, Steve knows this too. <laughs> yeah, it's my church. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that one would have that that would have been that's that's the one that would have been burned down. Man, being on this call with you guys is making my skin just feel a little burny. <laughs> it's just too much Catholicism right now. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's residual Growing up Jesus. Catholic. You've got the active Jesus and Mike, and then the two residual Jesus and Stephen and I. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I just found a version of this album, uh, just like flipping through here, um, version of this album on cassette. <laughs> nice. You should get it. <laughs> it's an, it's mean, on eBay. That is a revival it, I, I do don't know not what. understand. I do not understand. Yeah, it's such a bad a... medium. They, they made it knowing it wasn't as good as other mediums because it was more portable. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. it's, like a, it's like your better 8-track. I don't understand the revival for it. Nah. The novelty... But like it's gone on long enough, and I still see bands on Bandcamp pages being like, "All right, here's our new album. Here's the digital pre-order. Here's the vinyl pre-order. Here's the cassette pre-order." No, why? Maybe they have like a, a lot of like old like Maxal cassettes lying in their basement. They just want to get rid of them. <laughs> These are new bands. I, I know, but it's old it. cassettes. <laughs> oh, God. oh, like they want to record over their old cassettes? Yeah, sure, That'd whatever. <laughs> Uh, but no, I mean, I, I, I was, I, I never, I'm kind of with Craig on this one with, but not from the same angle because I wasn't burning churches. Um, it's more, more a matter of, um, you know, uh, when I, I was listening to this at the time and the entire new metal scene didn't work for me. I didn't like it. I never got into it. I was never into Corn. I was never into Limp Bizkit. And I was never into these guys. Um, I, I I couldn't get out of the grunge and post-grunge era. And if I did, it was maybe moving into a, a more electronic sound. But it was not moving into new metal. So, Although that's not to say that if you were at a bar and break stuff came on, you would still go insane. Dude, but it hit that you know, subconscious inclination. <laughs> yeah, because it because it was absolutely like it's this it's probably the song that burned down Woodstock '99. Oh, yeah. but you did <laughs> go to a System of a Down concert, Steve. I did. I had a, I had a friend who asked me if I wanted to go, so I went with him. Ah, uh, yes. It's... Remember, folks, that's the way to get Steve to agree to anything. <laughs> Bring him to a concert. He can't say no. I, I doubt I would have gone to see System of a Down on my own, but. Uh... It was an interesting concert, and that's the first time I saw Mindless Self-Indulgence, and I thought they were great. So, uh, so yeah, that's... Uh, so I, I was going so to say, to rein it back in, I was, I was kind of coming from a different direction than Craig, uh, but I didn't like the entire sound and cheesiness of new Metal, and uh, yeah. so I, I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about this album at all. But... It was good enough. New Congratulations, Linkin Park. You're good enough. Yeah. It was also super played, getting super played out by 2000. Oh, I think yeah. Many people were sick of the like whiny, I hate myself, no one likes me. Like endless songs about that. Yeah. I, I don't know when, when New Metal died, but, it, you know, it can't have been. 2001. Much. Maybe. Do you think... <laughs> it lasted one year. <laughs> New metal well, I mean, it started in the mid '90s. Yeah, New Metal. Yeah, when did when did that first Corn album come out? 
94. I feel like that's the, that's kind of the originator of that genre. New metal had a crazy ramp up time from like the A album long time. that most people point to, yeah, to like the big mainstream one, Yeah. which I would say would be would be Korn's third album. So you're looking like ninety four to ninety Follow the leader. yeah, Yeah. because That's follow a, the that's leader definitely I think a big one. And um uh three dollar bill, y'all. I own that album. I I will admit to owning that album. <laughs> I, I it, it was it was big, right? Like do you still limp. do you still own that album? Nope. Okay. Hell no. <laughs> Oh limp no, disc. it wasn't um no, three dollar bill is the first one. You had chocolate starfish and the hot dog No, flavored water. what's the what's the second Limp Biscuit album again? The one with the nookie and all that stuff. I forget. Yeah, I have it's Three Dollar Bill was the first one that has the cover Yeah. of Faith Yes, on it. that that's the one I'm thinking of. Like that's Yeah. I feel like that's that was a, a big entry in the new metal canon. Yes, for better It they or should worse. have fired that Oh, new metal canon right after that, so no one had to hear it again. can can you guys just let me know when you're done shitting on new metal so I can share my thoughts on this? Oh, I mean, <laughs> new metal Richard, was a big would was you an like extremely to shit on new big metal part too? of my yeah, <laughs> I, extremely I mean, big as part a, of as my a whole, personal. yeah, generally I'm okay Yes. with shitting on new metal, Yeah. <laughs> but uh, there there are there are some corn songs that I think are like rockin' songs, I agree. and I think I don't. and I don't I think. disagree at all. And I think Hybrid Theory is a rocket album, and Okay. I've I've liked There we go. it since I heard it the first time. Uh, and the first time I heard it was I was on a fishing trip with my brother, my older brother, my dad. Uh, my brother was like, "Have you heard of Lincoln Park?" It's like, I think I've heard of a song or two. Uh, Or the park. yeah. <laughs> um, and I was like, "Yeah, I think I've heard well, there's new single or, or whatever." Um. Uh, And uh, anyway, that was the last one of those fishing trips that I think we did, because uh, my friend, my dad's friend who owned the cottage we were at, uh, passed away not long after. Um, and yeah, I ended up getting the album soon after. Really liked it. I, I find it kind of peripheral to new metal. I have a hard time lumping it in, maybe because it's a little on the... Uh, it's hard to say poppier side, but I think at the time it would have been. I, I kind of felt it was a little bit poppy too. Yeah. Um, and I, I like the variety. I think there's a lot of, I'm going to say texture in the album, just from uh, the variety of sounds that they bring into it from the, the, the different styles of, of Bennington singing um, the rapping in it, the, uh, the, the, DJing, like record scratching and, and whatnot that they incorporated. I think there's a lot of variety in it. I found it interesting at the time. Um, yeah, I think I like it. And I, I mean, I, I'm glad I'm glad you brought it up and I got to revisit it because I hadn't listened to it in a long time. with with all I've said about new metal and this in Lincoln Park and this album, one step closer is a friggin' kicking song. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yes, I I like love that song that a lot. song, and I always have. Yeah. Yeah, there there are some good songs on this album. In the end, it's not a bad song either. Um, Yeah, I think I'm an in the end guy. I I like I almost. all the singles from it, all Yeah, four. I mean, if you if you can take it, "Crawling" is not a bad song. I don't know if Craig can take it though. No. <laughs> I don't think you can. <laughs> It Too it many hit. memes. I yeah, it hit it definitely the wrong time. If that song had come out in a different era, I think it would not have had like. Too many too many YTMNDs.
Was it Y2 Mendy? I don't know. Maybe just like general <laughs> internet culture latched onto it and it became. You're the man now, dog. Woe is you song. I will also echo Richard's sentiment that like the textures and especially the not necessarily the um the DJ scratches, but the electronic elements are probably the best part of this album. And I'm glad they dropped a lot of the like change the ratio of the different parts going forward. Maybe is a good. I, I admit. Touching on the DJ scratching, I admit to when I was in high school loving um, Sugar Ray, their early stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, like RPM. Because yeah, yeah. Um, or Mean Machine. Be because because yeah, they, yeah, were you're the first, they were one of the first heavy bands to bring in a DJ as part of their set. Mm -hmm. uh, so the fact that it was in this, I enjoyed. Now, now it's all the rage. Is it? Oh. I don't know. Maybe I'm out of touch. <laughs> like I can't. I'll never figure out how Sugar Ray got from RPM to uh, to every morning. Money, money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. money. <laughs> Gee, Craig, thanks for clarifying for that. <laughs> and and probably to a certain degree, age. Yeah. 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 Probably. Because right now, because right. right now he's a um, what's his name, Mark uh... Mark, Mark McGrath. Mark yeah. McGrath, yeah, he's a he's a DJ on Sirius XM right now. He uh, hosts yeah. on on nineties on nine. He he hosts a bunch of shows on that. And he was a game show host for a while, right? He did a little that, bit like, of game show uh, stuff. Yeah, did he What's really that line or finish the song or whatever. <sighs> I forget the exact name, but it's uh, a game show where like some line lyrics to a song play, and it stops, uh, and you have to uh, finish the lyric. Yeah, he did that for a bit. Yeah, I'll be listening to to nineties on nineties on nine on Sirius, and I'll be like, "Hey guys, this is Mark McGrath. We're listening to the Mark McGrath Hour, <laughs> and I just want to fly." <laughs> yep. Every morning when okay, <clears throat> okay. So I, I think that's our Lincoln Park. So I shall yeah. move on now into our last album of the week, which is "The Queen Is Dead" by The Smith. As mm. The 1986 album by uh, British band, uh, the cheeriest people in the world and the least racist people you'll ever meet. This <laughs> um, those are both sarcasm, folks. Heavy doses what? of sarcasm. Who? <laughs> uh, I, I feel like I, I felt like um, we've we've done a, a number of these shows and a number of albums, and it's it's kind of a little bit amazing. We haven't hit a Smiths album yet, so. I felt I feel like this is um, this is their 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 pièce de résistance. You know what I'm saying? Um, so uh, yeah, it's it's a. Typical Smith sort of sound. It's got the the, the the jangly pop sensibility, and then lyrics about death uh, <laughs> and, and, and other such yeah. things. Um, Devastating lyrics. Just, just the 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 most depressing lyrics. Uh, and, so and, yet yet so poetic. Yeah, okay. He, he, the guy's a great poet. Like he, yeah. he's like. You know, there's a light that never goes out singing about, you know, if a double decker bus you know, <laughs> catches yep. into us. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a very well crafted song. And it's as and as it's you know, the, I guess it's the, the Johnny Marr influence, that jangly guitar sound. Um but it's it's just a 
I really like the the juxtaposition of different elements like that, unexpected sounds and 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 deep depressing lyrics. So that's that's why I, I jumped into this one. What do other people think of uh, L. Smiths? I really like the Smiths. I think uh, it's it's that juxtaposition that I, I enjoy. It's the the British irony of it. It's the mm-hmm. Yeah, this the lyrical writing. No, I'm not going to say the lyrical content because yeah, it's sad as hell. But yeah. um, uh, the the happy music with that. I, I'm I'm trying to remember the name of uh, uh, this uh, sort of '80s retro party uh, thing that used that. I think it still happens in Toronto. Actually, it, probably not in the same place it used to. But uh, they would do Smiths Night and Morrissey Nights on a regular basis. And I went to at least one of them, and and it's fun going out and partying to the Smiths in a sense because you're like dancing and having a yeah. fun time with your friends, and the, the the words that are coming through the songs are just like, oh. I know they used to have a big what? '80s night at Whiskey Saigon, and they had that's another one. Yeah, yeah it is. They had another one at Velvet Underground. <laughs> yeah, the the one the ones I went to were at the Underground on Bathurst, just yeah. south of Queen. Yeah. Um, but I don't know where it is now. But I'm pretty sure, sure. it still happens. I, I'm still part of the Facebook group. Nice. Yeah. Thanks, Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone yeah, else? Smiths? I, 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 my favorite Smith song is uh, How Soon Is Now, and it doesn't appear on any that's, albums. It was, it was a single. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's kind of crazy that that's their biggest song. Yeah. Uh, this one has uh, what was voted at one point in time the most depressing song ever written. I know it's over. <laughs> I didn't That's... find any of this that sad. Yeah, I mean, you weren't. <laughs> when you weren't, then you weren't listening to the words. <laughs> no, I was, and it's like, you know, love is pure, and he's like, obviously pouring his soul out. But I think it's two things. One is. The same reason I don't like musicals, which is that exact juxtaposition of like lyrical content not matching music. Okay, every time you hear the word juxtaposition, folks, you have to chug a beer. Yeah, it it turns out <laughs> you, to, you, know, you owe me a dime. Contribute oh, <laughs> to my non-existent Patreon. I shouldn't have broken the juxtaposition seal. Yeah, mm. yeah. I think I've mentioned before that my one of my big problem, or like not problems, but one of the things that my brain doesn't do that musicals do is really like well-constructed proper music that has no edge while trying to have really edgy lyrics. And I don't, I don't do that. I I don't want to say I don't like it. It just doesn't, it doesn't do it for me. And I feel like a very similar thing happens with the Smiths where um, that the difference between the music and the lyric lyrical content makes the lyrics hit a lot less for me. Um, if we go back to the, to Gaslight Anthem, like I think the music and the lyrics there match each other a bit better. But I also think the Smiths is not in certain cases like like the song where they're talking about like all these different ways that I could be killed right now, right? Like we could die right now, riding in this car. I found that song like ridiculous. Like okay, you're this is try hard parody. Like this isn't. This isn't sad. This is you're getting into like, I don't know, not full of yourself territory, but 
But I, I mean, he's, still... he's like he's not saying I want to die now. He's like that's like his his romantic, you know, I could die happy. I don't know. You, you, you catch the start of it too where he had just become homeless and yet he had this date and he's on this date yeah. and he's like well the rest of my life has fallen apart I could die happy mm. <clears throat> yeah. so I, I got into this one sort of researching it a little bit before I listened to it and so I was reading up on it and one of the things that I read was that this at one point was called one of the funniest rock albums put out of all time and you know we're talking like the mid 80s and and i was going into so i was like oh okay like okay so we're we're, we're listening to like you know british humor you know kind of dry kind of british humor kind of music and and that's how i went into it and so i kind of had this similar experience to craig i didn't really find it depressing i just found it kind of like uh just a little bit like like highbrow comedy like like you know do you quite like as you're listening to it do you quite get it you know do you do you get the joke and mm-hmm. and like um you know some yeah. of the, the songs that jumped out at me like frankly mr shankly yeah uh, like just the, yeah. the the rhyming and things like that i was like oh okay so yeah they're doing like this the the the, the they're, they're they're playing with language like they're having fun yeah. with language and and british comedy tends to build a lot off of playing with language you know mm-hmm. and so listening to it sort of with that like i had never heard any smiths before this so listening to it with with that in mind i was like oh okay so i'm supposed to i'm supposed to appreciate it that way and and i did and um i don't know if i i quite appreciate it on the same level as you guys did if i wasn't quite getting the depressing lyrics but um uh, it, it was an experience I, I don't think it's necessarily my style of music but um i, I that's how i looked at it I like that you phrase that, Mike, is like, it feels like you should be getting something. Like you're mm. listening to it like, am I missing something? Like this, there seems to be like a higher level of appreciation that I'm supposed to be getting out of this that. Oh, absolutely. I, and and you got it. it. You absolutely got it. I don't think I did. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't, this is kind of sad. You got I'm it. Not, you just didn't find it satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I feel like yeah. it's intellectually sad, but there are going going back again to like Gaslight Anthem. There are very, very specific things make me emotionally sad, like trigger a very strong emotional reaction to me. And they tend to be around like nostalgia for the past, sentimentality, things that happened, like things that are not happening right now. And I think a lot of this album is around like this thing is happening to me right now. Like this, this my relationship is you know, falling apart. I have just become homeless, but I have met this girl. I'm on a date. So it's, it might also be that it's not, it's not sad in the way that gives me a very strong emotional reaction, like the themes and subjects that it's talking about. I don't know. And and it's, it's not meant to be. It's, I think, I think the game they're playing is how sad can we make these lyrics and not have them uh, Hmm. come across that way. Yeah. Uh, with the music and and that and that plays into the the British humor. Mm. Okay, so we beat this guess. level. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Then I think my contrarian instinct kicks in and, and is like, I hate I hate music like this because I feel like I I associated with people who or there are people who listen to it to show off that they are smart. 
Mm. Or like, look at me. I am smart. I like the Smiths. Or like, aren't I cool? I like the Smiths. Like, it's it's like a prestige band to listen to. I and I, 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 I very much agree with you there. Woo! I, I agree even more strongly if you're talking about people who are like, I love Morrissey. Morrissey. <laughs> the only thing I know about Morrissey from seeing like message board posts in the one message board yeah. I frequent is how much of like a terrible person he is. Yeah, he's he's gone really right wing anti immigrant sort of. <laughs> Yeah. Amusingly, um, to complete tangent, um, someone going off the rails is what caused the breakup of the Mighty Mighty Bostones within the past year. Oh, really? Their front, their front man went full anti-vax, and oh, the rest boy. of the band was like, no, bro, we're done. Yep. Shit. Bye, Mighty Mighty Bostones. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Um, go and listen to the Smiths, people. They're They're good stuff. So I guess we should probably move on to what we want to do next time. Does anyone have any great ideas? I do. I, I have one. I, I, let me just throw it right out there. I, I want Good. to do the Tea Party Transmission. Ah, Transmission. Because that album is the friggin' bomb. I love it. And was super divisive at the time. I loved it at the time. So good. I'm going to bring up uh, Kurt Vile, his, his album, Believe I'm Going Down, from 2015. Sorry, Kurt, K-U-R-T? Kurt, K. Yep. Vile? Vile, V-I-L-E. And the album's called? Believe, so B apostrophe, oh, leave. B apostrophe, leave. Yeah. I'm going down. Excuse me. Okay. I'm going to follow through on my earlier threat and we're ah, doing gross. <laughs> the album Psychic Warfare by Clutch. <sighs> You'll like it, Steve. Hmm. Don't worry. Will I? <laughs> I hope you will. <laughs> or at least you'll hate them less with like, the I? decades that have passed. <laughs> Although I have held a grudge against uh, Wimpy's hamburger chain for more than 20 years now, and I have no intention of letting it go. Why? Uh, my brother and I had super bad service one time at the Oakville location. One time at the Oakville location? <laughs> yes, but, but the service was that poor. Like, it was legendarily bad. Honestly, I, I have a very similar story with Boston Pizza. Did, did, did they spit in your hamburger right in front of you? No, like, things came out. The food took forever. It came out burnt, uh, very obviously burnt. Like, yeah, a combination of incredibly slow service and incredibly like poorly made food. You were just angry that they weren't. Uh, which, which which Wimpy's was it? The uh, one that was Benny's? One... No, 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 the one on Lakeshore. I'm also mad at that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought you, I thought you <laughs> might be mad at that. Because Benny's here, hamburgers were amazing. Here's a question for you, Craig. Were you with us the time we went to Toby's Good Eats at Jackson Square and like waited so. for an hour? To get chicken wings? No. It's a I long remember, time for chicken wings. I yep. remember we did an episode recording at a pub near College and Young. The multi-story one, I forget. And we had really bad service that night, too. I the Artful really Dodger? No, it's on the um, west side of Young. On, like, near college. I think it's 7-something. I forget. Um, oh, Jesus Christ. 7 West. Yes. 7 West, yeah. 
Oh, that was the worst service ever. I, I felt really bad because <laughs> yeah. I suggested going there, and I was yeah. really excited. There, there was a whole bunch terrible. of there's a whole bunch of 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 uh, tipping zero talk. <laughs> like they were, <laughs> they were literally. That was the the worst service I've ever had. Ever. I'm pretty sure I went down. I went and like talked to. You the gave staff. him two cents. I remember well, that. You gave him two cents. It was it was that bad. Sent, like it sent a clear. Message. If you give him zero, they might think you forgot. Yeah. No, you give him a minuscule amount. I did the same. <laughs> my brother and I did the same thing at Wimpy's that one time. We gave them like a couple of pennies. It was uh yeah it was <laughs> terrible service. Sorry, so, we got to round out your suggestion too. Yes, we need we need you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. So we have quite the eclectic group of albums here. Um, yeah. Okay, more eclectic, so more eclectic. So Please me, and, I like. So me, me and Richard were having to talk about dance music oh God. Uh, the other day, and uh, like fun music and <laughs> Euro and dance, figured, Euro dance. And, and I figured yeah, I would really, I would, know. I would really give us something fun to to talk no about. No Eiffel sixty five. <laughs> That's not good. That's bad. There's better have, dance music than that. I have chosen the album yes. Aquarium by Aqua. I thought oh, you were going to do that. Yes. Dr. Jones, one of my favorite dance songs of all time. Oh, this is going to be a hard week for me. It's going to be amazing. I hope That's you not what I was pleasant. expecting. <laughs> I, listen, I listened all the way through the Venga Boys album. <laughs> and but it's I wanted... late, right? We <laughs> Like to Party <laughs> is one of the greatest songs ever written. Yeah. <laughs> the lyrics are very deep. <laughs> Um, don't worry. I, I, still, I still have I still have Venga Boys in my potential albums list. So. Okay. Uh, I, have, I have memories. I have memories of of uh, going for a rip in Malcolm's old truck, his old uh, Dodge Dakota uh, that was scraped all down one side, and uh, and we we cruise we cruise through Scarborough with the the windows down, blasting the Venga Boys. <laughs> <laughs> Which That's is amazing. a great look. <laughs> amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Now make make sure when you do aquarium, um, you just do the regular one, not the special edition, because the special edition has like sixteen or seventeen tracks on it. The regular one has like eleven songs. And, and that's and that's enough. <laughs> So I mean, if you feel like you need more aqua in your life, then by all means. <laughs> but fun aqua. I, I had friends who were really into aqua, and I just couldn't stand them. Well, I, I, like but I wonder what twenty twenty three Steve will think of of Aqua. Uh, I imagine it'll be something like what I think I thought of Aqua in nineteen ninety seven. I loved Aqua. They're they're super fun. Yeah, and that's that's why I thought I'd pick it. Something that you know, something you could dance to. You know, hiya, Bobby. <laughs> hey, Ken. <laughs> So fun I fact. mean, maybe maybe I will gain a new appreciation. <laughs> there we go. But Doctor Jones is an awesome track. Doctor Jones so, is amazing. Yeah. Uh, fun fact: um, Devin Townsend had to do a super duper last minute song change on his most recent album. Um, he had a song that he redid the sam- a sample from uh, Barbie Girl, meaning that like he re-recorded the lines because he. He was under the impression, like, okay, if I do that, I don't like it'll be easier to get sent. I won't have to get approval from Aqua because I'm not mm-hmm. using the actual sample. I'm like re recording and reinterpreting it. Nope, doesn't work that way. Um, 
So he, they still had to ask the band or the writers of Barbie Girl for approval. He got three out of the four writers' approvals. Um, they couldn't get the final approval. And basically, last minute, his record label was like, dude, you got to put a different song on this album. We're not cleared. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's some bullshit. That is bullshit. I mean, which, which guy said no? Was it the guy with the spiky hair? He didn't say. <laughs> Well, I don't know if like they probably the record company. Yeah, it's, it's, it's whoever owns the the rights to the yeah. the song. <laughs> it was Coolio, rest in peace. Fantastic uh, Voyage was also a very good song, and like yeah. that should be one of Coolio's better known songs instead of just Gangster's Paradise. All right, guys. So it looks like we have an episode. In the can, we do. It's in the can. Well, you can you can listen to it in August. <laughs> Richard's doing pretty good at getting these things out the door. Yeah. Well, let's see. Yeah, our no. our first episode took two months. Our second took two months. Our third took three months. Our fourth took four months. <laughs> our fifth took five months. <laughs> this, uh, hold on, I figured out the pattern. <laughs> The Fibonacci is... sequence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Richard, what was the most recent one that you put out? But our sixth Eight. took five months. And you put that out and today, our, right? And our seventh yeah, only eight, took eight four months. Today. Also four we're, months on that one. We're just establishing a strong current catalog before we you know, <laughs> get into our rhythm. Yeah. Stuff. What well, 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 we do... Well, what we need to do is just have a editing party. Yeah, maybe. I'm sorry. Yeah, that last uh, one was that last one was six months. So, uh, yeah, what eight? Months. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, <laughs> August seventeenth to February sixteenth. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, you know. Um... <laughs> so that'll be seven months, eight months, nine months, ten months, eleven months. Okay, so just after Christmas, you guys should enjoy this episode. <laughs> yeah, you, you can listen to it after the Peanuts album. <laughs> that's such a good idea. I, I feel right. like there's a chance like because we this is where we stopped recording so often because we had so many episodes in the can mm. so uh you know if you keep up the same thing like it, it took us a month between record uh, recording eight and nine so if the next episode is published before a month is out we're we're actually starting to to shorten our time again and then the episode up. 10 was recorded in november so you have you have almost two months to to kick that out to just to keep the same interval so uh I, I have a feeling that richard is going to get ahead of the game very quickly yeah i'm gonna get there <laughs> yeah we've oh, we, it seems like we've settled into and for the past four episodes we've we're into about a month per um which is good. That's 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 period. that's lots of aqua for you. It it is. It's um. It's sadly. It's a month of aqua. A, <laughs> uh, it's a good. It's a good length of time to uh, to really you know swim in that album for a while. <laughs> so. I'm anticipating a running joke of everyone referring to like the Venka Boys album instead next recording. I think that's just what I'm going to listen to, and I'm just going to talk about it as if it were Aqua. So, so, uh, you know, so Aqua say, uh, never recorded songs with those titles, Steve. I really like that, you know, New York to San Francisco song. <laughs> the Intercity Disco. That's right. 
Who likes to party? Aqua. <laughs> <laughs> and on that, another episode of the Zero I'm, Check. But before we go, I'm just going to say what I'll do. I'll listen to some S Club and talk about that <laughs> as though it was Aqua. Well, there, there ain't no party like an S Club party. So we'll all just listen to different terrible, terrible albums. And... That's a kind of mean, but also very, very funny prank to play on Mike. Yeah. What, what like Aqua adjacent albums can we listen to instead? Any, anything that would have been playing at like a high school dance when we were all in high school. Oh, dear. Oh, man. Keep safe, folks. Y'all have yourselves a good night. <laughs>